Hello, how are you? We're up to Numbers 19. Yahweh spoke to Moses and to Aaron, saying, This is the statute of the law which Yahweh has commanded. Tell the children of Israel to bring you a red heifer without spot, and which is no defect, and which has never been yoked. You shall give her to Eleazar the priest, and he shall bring her outside the camp, and one shall kill her before his face. Eliezer the priest shall take some of her blood with his finger and sprinkle her blood toward the front of the tent of meeting seven times. One shall burn the heifer in his sight, her skin, her meat, her blood. With her dung he shall burn. The priest shall take cedar wood, hyssop and scarlet and cast it into the middle of the burning of the heifer. Then the priest shall wash his clothes and shall bathe his flesh in water, and afterward he shall come into the camp, and the priest shall be unclean until the evening. He who burns her shall wash his clothes in water, and bathe his flesh in water, and shall be unclean until the evening. A man who is clean shall gather up the ashes of the heifer, and lay them up outside of the camp in a clean place. And it shall be kept for the congregation of the children of Israel for use in water, for cleansing impurity. It is a sin offering. He who gathers the ashes of the heifer shall wash his clothes and be unclean until the evening. It shall be to the children of Israel and to the stranger who lives as a foreigner among them for a statute forever. He who touches the dead body of any man shall be unclean seven days. He shall purify himself with water on the third day, and on the seventh day he shall be clean. But if he doesn't purify himself the third day, then the seventh day he shall not be clean. Whoever touches a dead person, the body of a man who has died, and doesn't purify himself, defiles Yahweh's tabernacle, and that soul shall be cut off from Israel, because the water for impurity was not sprinkled on him. He shall be unclean. His uncleanness is yet on him. This is the law. When a man dies in a tent, everyone who comes into the tent and everyone who is in the tent shall be unclean seven days. Every open vessel which has no covering bound on it is unclean. Whoever is in the open field touches one who is slain with a sword or a dead body or the bone of a man or a grave shall be unclean seven days. For the unclean, They shall take of the ashes of the burning of the sin offering, and running water shall be poured on them in a vessel. A clean person shall take hyssop, dip it in the water, and sprinkle it on the tent, on all the vessels, on the persons who were there, and on him who touched the bone, or the slain, or the dead, or the grave. The clean person shall sprinkle on the unclean on the third day, and on the seventh day. On the seventh day he shall purify him, He shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and shall be clean at evening. But the man who shall be unclean and shall not purify himself, that soul shall be cut off from among the assembly, because he has defiled the sanctuary of Yahweh. The water for impurity has not been sprinkled on him. He is unclean. It shall be a perpetual state to them. He who sprinkles the water for impurity shall wash his clothes." and he who touches the water for impurity shall be unclean until evening. Whatever the unclean person touches shall be unclean, and the soul that touches it shall be unclean 
until evening. So these are the types of chapters that you read and don't think about again. <laughs> Is that right? Uh, how many times have you or I read that chapter before in the Bible and just not thought about it ever again? Just thinking that's got nothing to do with us. Well, here's how it does have something to do with you. We start with a red heifer. Now, a heifer is a calf, a female calf, or a female cow that's never given birth yet. So we're talking about like an unmarried female cow, basically. Someone that's not a mother, um, or, or as one of the Bible commentators called it, it's a, it's a virgin, a virgin cow. And um, this is an interesting symbol because in a symbolic way, we're talking about the church. So this, this calf is to be pure and spotless. It's to be a virgin, it's a heifer. It's one that hasn't been married or hasn't had children. And um, so this is a picture of the church, pure and spotless, virgin bride, ready for Christ. But the calf is also a picture of Christ at the same time. Sometimes these symbols in the, in the Bible, they're not just a symbol of one thing, they're a symbol of multiple things at the same time. So this calf is also a symbol of Christ because this calf is taken out of the camp and is slain there for a sin offering, and that's Jesus. Jesus was taken outside of the city of Jerusalem and slain for our sins. So this calf is representing at the same time Christ and the church, both of them in the same symbol. And you know that as Christians, we're told in the New Testament that if we are baptized into his, you know, if we're baptized into Christ, we're baptized into his death. So this calf is a symbol of the church that is, is basically dead with Christ. So, you know, as the calf is, is slain as a sacrifice, it's a symbol of not only Christ, but of the church. And the church is you know, baptized into Christ's death. In other words, we are dead with Christ so that later on we can be raised with Christ. So you've got to start thinking with a little bit of New Testament thought and, and look back and see it in the Old Testament symbols. So as Christ died for the church, the church died with him. And then as Christ is risen again, the church will rise again with him. And so we have in this red heifer, a symbol of this, this idea that we have died with Christ. And then the, the rest of the chapter goes on to talk about how the ashes of this heifer are used for a cleansing ceremony. So if someone touches a dead body, you know, this is in the Old Testament times, you know, if, if, if there's a dead body and you touch it, you're unclean. And like we can see how that would be a hygienic issue. Today we've got morgues in hospitals and when someone dies, generally, quite quickly, they're in the morgue. You don't tend to have bodies laying around unburied for a long amount of time. And you can see why in the middle of the desert, that's unhygienic. And so there's the benefit of a passage like this is it highlights to the Israelites and to people in those cultures in those times the unhygienic nature of touching dead people. It's, it's not hygienic, it's not safe. It's, um, but as well as that, it's teaching us something spiritual as well. And so the ashes of this red heifer would be combined with ritual water and they'd be sprinkled on a person. A person would be declared unclean for seven days, for a week, but on the third day, this water combined with those ashes would be sprinkled on them. And then on the seventh day, again, 
and then they'd be declared clean. Now in the New Testament, we are told in the book of Romans, in Paul's writing, that, um, that, that we've got the old man and the new man. Now, you, I don't know how familiar you are with, with uh, some of the things that Paul had to say, but he said that when we died to sin, we rose, we're a new creature, we're a new creature, we're a new creation in Christ, but that old man that, we used, that was us before we died to that, it's still kind of there. Now it's dead, we're dead to that, but you know that sometimes we go back to that dead way of life. Well, what happens when you touch a dead body? <laughs> what happens when you as a Christian reach out and take a hold of your old way of life and you touch a dead body? Now you're unclean. You know, you're clean because of Christ, but when you go back to your old ways and you touch them, you're unclean, and we've all done it. But the Lord Jesus Christ through his sacrifice, has provided a way for the church to be clean. So even though we died with him and we put off our old man, our old way of living, sometimes we go back and we touch that old dead body and it, it's, it, it makes us impure. And so there's a process. We have to come. Where do we go? We go back to Jesus again. We go back to Christ and, you know, we, we get cleansed and on the third day after Jesus died he rose again and so on the third day we've got this picture of redemption that comes to us and in the creation on the seventh day that was the day of rest the day that that God stopped working and he was able to rest and so we've got the third day and the seventh day these two days on one day is our redemption and the other day is our rest and we go back to Christ and we say to the Lord Lord I'm sorry I've touched a dead body. I've tried to go back to my old way of living. But Lord, I want to remain in you. And we come to the Lord and we are given redemption and rest. And we find ourselves in him by faith again. So this whole story of the red heifer, it's a story of Christ. And it's a story of the church. And it's a reminder to us. And sometimes you see things we just read earlier and it says, this is a perpetual statute for you forever. And you could interpret that in many ways. You could read it and think, wow, do we have to actually sacrifice red heifers forever as a perpetual rule? Or could we look at it in another way and say that the Lord was teaching us the importance of putting away our old life and leaving it aside forever. We can see that these things have a meaning for as long as the earth lives. And it's not the meaning of the physical sacrificing of red cows forever, but it's the meaning of what the Lord intended us to understand, that we need to put aside these our old way of life, it's a dead body to us, and not touch it anymore. Instead, we come to Christ, and in Him, we have our cleansing and our healing and our redemption and our rest, and that's a permanent thing. It's a permanent thing forever. Thank God. Father, I want to thank you for Numbers chapter 19 and this uh, little whole passage about the red heifer and i thank you lord that we've come to you in faith for our cleansing lord we come to the cleansing stream of calvary and we come and we cast ourselves upon your mercy and we say lord forgive us that we have gone back and touched dead bodies many times but lord we put that old man behind us and by faith i ask you to help us to walk in redemption and rest and find ourselves in you each and every day 
Lord, thank you for the cleansing power of the blood of Christ. Amen. 